Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Gene Sports. This is your host, Marco Martinez. So the other, I think it was yesterday, not the other day. So actually yesterday I tweeted out a tweet and it got a lot of backlash. And before I get started with this episode, before Rohan gets in here, Rohan's on his way to join me um, for this great episode um, to talk 49ers football. I want to address that tweet that I had. So I go on, on Twitter. Um, I tweet out about Trey Lance. And that's, it wasn't necessarily mainly about Trey Lance, but more so about the organization. And I tweeted out. I'm going to read the exact tweet. It was I'm trying to find it right now. I go, I don't think Trey is moved. I still believe he wins QB1. But just trade him. They run in this team poorly, if we're being fully honest. And what I mean by they is the 49ers organization. And I'm going to go take you on a little journey with me, okay? So bear with me. So the 49ers organization, 2017, they they hire Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan then hires John Lynch, right? Brings him on. They don't have a situation with the quarterback yet. They were going to roll with Brock Purdy or with Brian Hoyer. They just, uh, um, Colin Kaepernick got out of his contract. That stuff happened. Then the 49ers are having a very bad season. Now, the ultimate plan was everyone knew it wasn't a, a, a good secret. The NFL, the entire NFL knew um, Kyle Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins. Now, we knew that. Um, Kirk Cousins is, is waiting, going to become a free agent. Fortnite is doing terrible. Well, John Lynch approaches Kyle Shanahan, and this has been public information. John Lynch approaches Kyle Shanahan, and he goes, hey, I think we should trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Doesn't sound like Kyle really wanted it, because eventually, down the road, John Lynch goes, Kyle Shanahan was mourning about acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo for multiple days. Jimmy Garoppolo had to prove himself. I had to do a little bit of convincing. Eventually, Kyle Shanahan came around, and I'm very proud of Kyle Shanahan for doing so. So that situation happened, and then the 49ers go into the 2017 draft, whatever, but even before they got Jimmy Garoppolo in the 2017 draft, they don't get a quarterback. They decide not to even scout the quarterback class. Now, an organization that just has the number two overall pick, every organization scouts the quarterback position. Now, whether the 49ers are admitting that they didn't scout, they've kind of said, you know, we didn't really scout. That wasn't our plan. That's a poorly ran organization, right? Now, benefit of the doubt, that was their first year as, a, as an organization, John Lynch and Kyle running the show. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, Kyle Shanahan eventually in 2020 says that, he was madly in love with Josh Allen. And he wished Josh Allen would have came out in that 2017 draft class. Now, 
it could just be that Josh Allen became a good quarterback, so now he's saying that. Or it could be that he was actually being honest and the Niners had the ninth pick, and instead of trading up to go get Josh Allen, which they would have to get into the top five because he ended up going seventh overall to the Buffalo Bills, the Fort Niners decided to extend Jimmy Garoppolo, who played five games, won five games, statistically played well, but if you watch the tape, he didn't play well. Now, they give him the biggest contract for a quarterback ever, became the highest-paid quarterback at the time after five starts for the 49ers. And then the 49ers go on in 2018. He gets injured, ACL. They're able to drop Nick Bosa. 2019, they go on to the Super Bowl. They lose it. 2020, um, they go on and they make the big trade to get a quarterback. Um, how's it going, my, my man? Um, Shout-out to my boy, Rohan. Coming into the uh, the zone today, so I'll just continue going what I was talking about real quick. So Niners, they eventually get Trey Lance. They don't really give him the keys. They say, you know what, we're gonna roll with Jimmy Garoppolo one more year. That's what our veterans want. And to me, a poorly organization sticks with the quarterback that they didn't believe in. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, since they acquired. Jimmy Garoppolo, have not been on the same page. Poorly organizations continue and continue to run it back with the same entire roster when they are not getting over the hump. That's what bad organizations do. The good organizations, they bite their losses, say, you know what, we messed up, let's move on to the next thing. Fortnite didn't do that with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Even though they traded for him, they could have, you know what, franchise tagged him, moved him, or even just let him go in free agency and drafted the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan really wanted, which was Josh Allen. Now, I'm not saying they're 100% poorly ran because we've seen them make plenty of great things and great decisions. But when, when they're what I mean by poorly ran, they were poorly ran in the sense of their mindset and being stuck to one player or players, because they've been doing this for the last five to seven years, sticking with one player when a teammate likes him, a teammate vouches for him. That's what a poorly ran organization does. Welcome to the show, Rohan, my co-host. How is it going? I went on a rant real quick about my tweet about the 49ers being a poorly ran organization in the sense of how they're moving about the Trey Lance situation and how they were poorly ran when they acquired Jimmy Garoppolo, kept with him. John Lynch pushed him on to Kyle Shanahan and all that situation. Now, how are you? How are you been? I know you just got out of class, my man. Hey, I'm good. Uh, glad to be on the show. And I mean, that's a hot topic to start with. You talk about Trey Lance. You talk about the 49ers being a poorly ran organization. That's where I want to start off our conversation with you. First of all. You talk about the poorly ran organization. Let's start with the head of the snake. Where do you think this originates from? And where do you think that trickles down to? Uh, I'm going to go with, so the organization, the the the, play, the person with the most power in this organization is Kyle Shanahan. We all know that. There's no secret. Kyle Shanahan hired John Lynch. But the thing is, is John Lynch still has power. He's not going to be a GM that doesn't have no power. So when he made the decision to bring Jimmy Garoppolo on, I believe fully that was John Lynch 
saying, hey, we need a quarterback. We cannot lose every game this season. Now, if you guys remember, the Niners were, I want to say they were 1-11 and 11 when they, or 1-10 and 10 when they when they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, when Jimmy Garoppolo started playing. Well, John Lynch was being criticized for being a player that became a GM because the last player to do that was a terrible GM. He goes out and tr- makes a big splash move with a friend of his, Bill Belichick, gets Jimmy Garoppolo, and then they get stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo because he pays him. Kyle was mourning. Kyle was Kyle was upset, Rohan. Like, good organizations don't do that. What do you yeah, think? I, mean, I, I, I think that that's fair. I saw your tweet, which is why it's interesting, right, about how Kyle Shanahan was initially in mourning. We knew he had a plan. We knew Kirk Cousins was the objective. And, I mean, if that plan was executed, the chances of winning a Super Bowl became higher. Because it, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of factors that we go into this. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna outright say if the 49ers had Kirk Cousins, they win a Super Bowl because Jimmy Garoppolo's injury propelled them to get Nick Bosa in 2019 and then Debo Samuel in 2019. And obviously, you know, different things, different decisions spiral into different ways. But overall, you had a plan, they deviated from the plan, and then they stuck with the deviated plan that that the head coach originally didn't want for five years, six years. And it, you, you really didn't reap the rewards. I mean, you you definitely had success. It's just not the, uh, the amount of success that you were uh, looking for when you started this plan. Yeah, absolutely. And if we look at, so people were like, they start throwing out player names and stuff. Oh, how they drafted this player, this player, this player. I'm not saying that they, they haven't drafted well. I'm saying they're running the organization poorly. Now, even if you want to go into contract negotiations and stuff like that, we want to, Dive a little bit deeper. Having your guys wait till the very last minute. Good organizations don't do that. They really don't. They get ahead of the curve. They pay him earlier so they don't have to pay that super big price tag or get in a contract situation where that player is now requesting for a trade, hence Debo Samuel. Or that player isn't upset. George Kittle. Fred Warner, Trent Williams almost left, right? I don't know about Fred as much, but Fred I was definitely upset from I've t- I talked to people in in Fred's family. He was upset. Okay, okay. he was. They didn't. They didn't like how long it took. They didn't like that it was dragged Fair. on with no conversation for a, very, a long period of time. They didn't like that. And do you think this stems from Kyle Shanahan himself, or are you pointing more so towards John Lynch for this aspect of it? I'm, I'm going to say that's a little bit of the organization in the sense of Parag, but it's still the organization that is doing it. You know what I mean? Like organizations, and when I mean organizations, I'm talking about some of the best organizations, right? Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm not going to include Bill Belichick and the Patriots because their time, Tom Brady kept taking pay cut after pay cut after pay cut, but like, now it's kind of hard to even include Baltimore because this is the first time I've ever seen them treat a player disrespectfully. Um, but guys like Joe Burrow was has been treated right. Uh, that organization is being ran fairly well. Um, Tampa Bay did people right. Now, the 49ers, they do have a loaded roster. 
And this is why this conversation is a great conversation because, if, Rohan, if you look at it, if the 49ers have the quarterback spot right, and they would have done right by their players or whatever the case may be, by Trey Lance, let's say they started Trey Lance year one, would, would we be in this situation if he had developed? You're muted. If he had developed, though, that's the big question, right? If he had developed. To me, here's what I'll say. I know you and I differ a little bit in the way that they handled Trey Lance. I was fine. I was fine with the way that they handled Trey Lance's first year, allowing him a chance to compete in training camp uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. But they didn't, though. So they came out it, and said it's that, not he... that I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to blame them for publicly announcing like that. It's not a competition. I don't I don't mind that when when you understand that when when two players are getting reps like that, I mean, it is. And then for me, for me, it wasn't necessarily a hard on competition. But I mean, I, I was fine with the way that it was handled where Trey Lance was getting some one reps as well. And then overall, I thought that year, especially due to with Lance's injuries, I thought that that year was fine for his development. You dip, definitely saw clear development from his Week 5 start to his Week 17 start against the Houston Texans. And sure, you could definitely say that there could have been more development under that, but I thought that their plan reaped pretty solid rewards to where they were able to make an NFC Championship again there. And I think that I, th- I thought that that year was fine, understanding that you were giving the Lance the keys in his second year, which many advocated for. And, I mean, he 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 was unequivocally the starter in year two. That part I thought was fine. <clears throat> My issue stems from the way they're handling it this offseason in that, well, first of all, you're not giving the kid the respect he deserves. And second of all, you're throwing his name like – they got in the facility this week, and this week the Rappaport story leaks about wild. The, that kid, the kid, being talked in trade rumors. Now, we all knew he was being talked in trade rumors, but the second he enters the building, the first thing he hears is Ian Rappaport saying his name as a guy who's who, who's being fielded offers. To me, their mishandling of, of Trey Lance's situation primarily for me is this offseason. I thought that they haven't treated him with the necessary respect he deserves. And the one thing the kids ask for is a shot. With your quarterback situation right now, understanding that Brock Purdy is going to be out for, if not the entire offseason, you have, I mean, the kid is going to get a shot because he's the guy who's in the, he's he's the guy who who's had the most experience in the locker room. And he's the guy who you have the most faith in. And so it's crazy the way they've handled it this offseason. So I agree in the sense of how they're handling it this offseason. But year one, right, they didn't really give him a shot to, to compete because he didn't get any first-team reps with the team until the joint practice in right. against the Los Angeles Chargers, I believe. And that was because Jimmy was dealing with a little calf tightness or whatever. So that's why they started giving him rep, reps. I thought he should have gotten reps. From the first day, well, not from the first day, but right away you start implementing him with the first team offense, seeing what he could do, let him compete, and then later later on, Kyle Shanahan goes on and says he was he was going to be our starter uh, week one, but then he hurt his finger. Well, why wouldn't you, if he was going to be your starter week one, why wouldn't he be getting reps with the ones? That's my big like. Realistically, if you're trying to develop him. Reps the ones is gonna be the best option. Then you did say right now you the 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 difference from week five to week seventeen in the season, you see the whole completely different quarterback. 
Right. Like he played much better. So if imagine if he would have gotten reps every single week, what he would have looked like week 17 compared to what he did at week week 17 then, right? Like the more game reps, and he kept saying, Hey man, these reps, I love them. It's, it's the game slowing down for me. Everything's slowing down. And then year two, obviously he gets hurt. But this reminds me of, and, and it sounds weird. It reminds me of when Josh Rosen was with the Arizona Cardinals. And then they moved on for him right away for Kyler Murray. Now, the difference is, is Josh Rosen actually played. He was absolutely terrible. Like, he right. played a lot of games. Jimmy, uh, 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 Trey Lance has it. And, I mean, the other different – I mean, yeah, obviously that situation is a little different. But overall, I, it's a very – weird way that they've handled it this offseason specifically and to me that poises our question of the day which is will Trey Lance be traded during the 2023 NFL draft because Trey Lance I mean his name now has been floated around the best way to if you're really interested in trading him the number one thing that you should acquire is 2023 draft capital to improve your team in a year where you don't have picks higher than pick number 99 do you think that that's a possibility? I mean, you if you do trade them, you do want picks to – to if you're in a win-now mode, which I think is funny when teams always say they're in win-now mode, right? Because you're in win-now mode after you win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. I don't think you're in win-now mode before a Super Bowl. Like, you're in build mode to get to the Super Bowl, right? Like, that's how I always see it. Like, the moment you win a Super Bowl is the moment you're, hey, let's go all in. We just won a Super Bowl. Let's try to go back to back. Let's try to go three in a row. Let's try to make it a a, a a dynasty, right? So I don't think this is a win now mode. I think this is a Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, because if they're in win now mode, they would have traded for a right tackle already. They would have got a right tackle. If you're in win now mode, you're getting a right tackle. Win now mode doesn't mean hey, you're if Brock Purdy's your franchise guy, you're not letting some some players who haven't played a right tackle. You keep Mike McGlinchey because he was a valuable starter. So for me, I think it would be irresponsible to trade Trey Lance, especially knowing that Brock Purdy might not be back for the first week, um, possibly the first four. Uh, we don't know the timeline. Trading before the timeline is irresponsible, in my opinion. Even now, um, when you are looking at the 49ers organization, right, they don't have an answer at quarterback yet. They have a quarterback that has extreme talent, but came coming off an ankle injury. They have a quarterback that has that is very um, quick with the decisions, but has an arm injury. And they have a quarterback that sees ghosts in Sam Darnold. One of those quarterbacks has to lead them this year, and that's the biggest concern for me going into the season. Is Trey Lance needs to be given the keys to this offseason with. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle playing. Now, what do you lose? People aren't going to give you a second for him. I'll tell you that right now. If I'm another organization, you're tripping. You don't think that a uh, second is on the on the table? A second in 2024, not no second this year. You really want okay. me to? Okay, you really want me to trade for a quarterback that just snapped his ankle last year and hasn't played football? Heck no. I'm not giving you no second round pick. And why do you think the Ian Rappaport keeps saying if someone blows them away? Come on, man. 
they they got offered a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, bro, and they turned it away. They let Jimmy walk for free. They they value the ability to have a quarterback on their roster more than trading a quarterback for a second. Like their blow me away is hey, someone at the end of the first round. Give me a first rounder, please. That's blow me away kind of thing. And there he's not being moved. I don't know why people keep saying it. He's not being moved. Also, to those people saying that he's in Hawaii, y'all y'all full of shit. Man, yeah, like I'm straight up, like I'm getting tired of it because not even just backing up Trey Lance, like players get bashed by the media over and over and over and over again because they post things on social media. Dude, these dudes have lives, right? Rohan, quick question. Have you ever gone somewhere, took taken pictures, gone back home or whatever, and then like, oh, I forgot to post these these pics. Let me post them real quick. You ever done that before? I I don't let's flip it. I don't think I've ever posted straight off that trip. I, I normally just if I post right, I post right after the trip or a couple of weeks down the line when I want to post. Yeah. Bro, like that so I don't post nothing on like Instagram or anything. I don't. My fiance does, but usually when she does, it's we're usually taking pictures and enjoying the moment that we post it after the fact. Like it's never while we're doing it. You know what I mean? Like if it is, it's like on our story and that's it. So when people are like, oh, he's in Hawaii, he's on it. Oh, there's no way he's in Santa Clara. What are we doing here? Like, what really what are we doing here? Like the guys he if you ask around, he's been in Santa Clara. He's been there at the facility. He's been talking to Kyle. Ain't we just seen the video, too, of him in Houston? I mean, not Houston, Texas, uh, him working out with Mahomes. Like, sound like this stuff is, like, just random. Bro, he flew to Hawaii right after Texas, stayed there because he knew he was going to get traded. I don't know. Like, to me, what are your thoughts, though? Is he being traded up to the 2023 draft or on draft night? I like I like what you said. I like the, the words of... What did, what was the phrase you just said about um it would be disrespectful or something it irresponsible. irresponsible it would it would be irresponsible I think that that's the perfect way to describe it now if Brock Purdy was fully healthy and able to practice this would be a different story because you have the guy you can commit to the guy and potentially get the most value possible out of the guy you don't believe will be your starter now even with Brock Purdy on the roster. I still think it's a little questionable to make the move. But that is out of the way. You don't even know if the guy who you believe in is going to be ready by week one. That's week one. That is a long way away. And the earliest you'll get any diagnosis of when he might return is in June, which is a whole month after the draft. This is a team who has seen quarterback injury after quarterback injury and a team that has prided itself on getting insurance, hence the signing of Sam Darnold this year, to potentially serve as the backup should Purdy or Lance be injured this year. Uh, obviously, <clears throat> that's if the other two beat him out. And so, to me, I find it irresponsible. Why would you move the presumed favorite in your locker room to why, – why would you move the presumed favorite in your locker room for nothing close to what you're going to get uh, – what you, you spent for him when you don't have certainty at the position that the guy who you believe in is going to even be ready Purdy might go on IR. Purdy might start the year on IR, maybe even PUP, right? And so with that in mind, you might need a starter for the first eight weeks. But more importantly, in training camp and in the offseason, you need three quarterbacks, just three regular quarterbacks at least 
most teams take four. You need at least three quarterbacks that cycle in with reps, the first, second, and third team offense, as to not tire them out and as to get each other the requisite reps, which means right now the 49ers still are short on quarterbacks. They still need another quarterback, which will likely come via the draft or undrafted free agency. They're not done at the position. Are you saying that it's smart to trade a player at the position and then add two more bodies? I don't know if it's smart for the entire offseason for you to rely on Sam Darnold and two rookies or unknown commodities, understanding what is at stake. That guy might be your week one starter, and you're looking to win a championship in 2023. Why would you erase your options when the options are there in your cards? And it's also more expensive, as the comment says, it's more expensive to move on from Trey Lance. It's one of those, like the saying of like, you know, like when people. It's hard to cut you off though, but you know, like when people get a girl pregnant and like uh people are like, oh you're gonna have to pay child support, bro. It's cheaper to keep her, bro. It's cheaper to keep him. Like it, I, financially, it is cheaper to keep him. Like it really is, you know. Um, but I I 100 agree, and I want you to go a little bit deeper, Rohan. On what do you mean by having four quarterbacks on the roster if you trade away Trey Lance, right? You're gonna have Four quarterbacks on the roster. You'd have Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and two new quarterbacks. Out of those four quarterbacks, Rohan, can you explain to me which one of those quarterbacks could 100% run the offense if Brock Purdy cannot play? Because Brock Purdy might not play. Which quarterback would you choose to run that offense? Are you talking if Trey Lance is in the fold or if he's out? If he's traded. At this point, it has to be Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is unequivocally going to be your week one starter based on the way that it would go. Because, uh, first of all, it's tough to trust a unproven commodity in this offense, but it's also tr- uh, hard to trust a rookie with the understanding that they need in this offense. And also Kyle Shanahan likely doesn't prefer that a rookie runs his offense in a year where they're looking to win the Super Bowl. And so to me, yeah, it'd probably be Sam Darnold, the guy who also hasn't had snaps in this offense before. And that's the biggest thing is Sam Darnold is in – it sucks to say this about players, but like he's been a player that has been known to not be able to pick up offenses or learn the system right away. Like he sees ghosts. He isn't the greatest quarterback in terms of picking things up right away. Shout out to my guy Chris in the chat saying fight on. Hey, I'll give hey, you let's go to Lane. Let's go to Lane. Oh. I was trying to be respectful and give him the no, fight shout on. Out, fight on, fight on, so fight on. I, I was trying to be respectful, and Rohan straight, out, straight up says Tulane. He ran you out this stadium right now. Um, so, but I agree the financial the financial reasons are a reason that he doesn't be traded. But even then, you don't trade up for a quarterback, trade up all that capital, and then right now they have the opportunity to see what he is. The first five weeks possibly four weeks, whatever the case may be, week one, you have the opportunity just to let them play. And if they don't let them play, that's where I'm confused. Why would you have him on the roster, trade him away, lose cap space, when you can actually see what the quarterback you traded for is? Like, to me, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, uh, and that's why when we go back to this topic, I don't think that the trade ends up happening. I know Larry Kruger and a couple of guys have mentioned that it 
that it, it would happen. And obviously the possibility has been out there. I don't think the 49ers don't listen to trade offers. I do also think that the way that they're going about the situation is a little disrespectful to Trey Lance, but I don't think that they wouldn't listen to offers on any of their guys. They've publicly said that too. And I think it's fine. I think that that's fair, doing due diligence on it. But I just don't think that they come off with a trade that blows them away to the point where they're willing to sacrifice one of their key options, a guy that Kyle Shanahan himself believes in, for uh, when when he could be an integral part of your season, understanding what your quarterback situation currently is. So I'm, I like this comment because Pitolini goes, in my opinion, the win now mode argument is irrelevant after having having a seventh round rookie quarterback help them win the playoffs why can't lance have the same success if not better he won't need to carry the offense i absolutely agree and i we, i've said that i'm not gonna put words in Ron's mouth but i've said this in the past if kyle can win with brock purdy if he can win with jimmy garoppolo he can win with trey lance you yeah. don't draft the quarterback that high who doesn't have the ability to win games or to to ability to dumb it down and have them win same thing with Sam Darnold. He was drafted third overall for a reason, and that's why Kyle wants him, because of the ability, not because he's good. It's If you hear Kyle speak about Sam Darnold, it's the ability. It's the same thing everyone has said about Trey Lance and same thing that Kyle has said about Trey Lance. It's it's the ability, the mental capacity, the arm, the arm talent. That's what they need to be able to do. And I think it's more so Kyle getting out of his own head and just running his offense for Trey Lance. Not this, don't make up a new offense. Just run, do you, just do you. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that he's got to understand that he, he's he got to understand that what, what he's capable of. And also this offense now has a couple of new guys. You've got Christian McCaffrey alongside a Brennan Ayuk who showcased he could be a wide receiver one. You've got the weapons here. The infrastructure's in place. It's just, I mean, first of all, you've got to give the kid a chance to at least see. If Trey Lance proves he's not the guy this offseason. He's not the guy. That that That's the case. And you roll with Brock Purdy or Sam Donald, whoever it is week one that ends up being healthy. But he's got the golden opportunity to prove that he is the guy. He should put in the work. I think he deserves a shot. No, I agree. Hey, Chris, what did I do, bro? I was trying to be respectful and say, fight on, bro. I didn't do nothing to you. Don't be blocking me, my brother. Hey, nah, keep everyone, blocking him. Everyone that is tuned in, I appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys go subscribe to Rohan's channel. That's in the description. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to the Clutch Gene Sports channel. If you're on Rohan's channel, come over. Hit that subscribe button, and you make sure you, you hit that bell, too, because you don't want to miss it. I agree with Tarverius. Uh, Tarverius, sorry. Um, CMC, CMC was the MVP of the this offense. Jimmy looked great with him. I think that's a big thing that, that people don't realize is who the running backs are in Kyle Shanahan's offense is going to dictate how good his offense really is. Not really the quarterback in a sense. Like If the run game is going, the quarterbacks are going to cook. Now, if we look at Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, when he was in Atlanta, they were two of the – that was the um, – honestly, if we're being honest, that was one of the best duos in the league at the time. Yeah. If we're being honest, it was. Like, people were like, oh, those dudes aren't – they weren't that good. Tevin Coleman's trash. But what you guys saw Tevin Coleman in the, with the 49ers when he was on the back end of his career. 
Devonta Freeman, a high, a very talented running back. Now you bring in Raheem Mostert for that year that he went on. He went berserk in 2019. Jimmy looked good. They got to the Super Bowl. 2020, they don't have a running back real deep. Elijah Mitchell was kind of, or 2021, sorry. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's carried the load. Nothing really there, right? They get to the NFC Championship. The running back room isn't great. 2022 is really bad. Like, they were struggling to run the ball. They trade for Christian McCaffrey out of nowhere. The offense is a top five offense in the NFL. Quarterbacks are all looking good. If Kyle, in Kyle's offense, he has to run the ball. That's how Kyle calls games. So that's why I agree. CMC was the MVP, and it's a big reason I think Trey Lance should be given the opportunity with Trey, uh, with Christian McCaffrey. No, I mean, I agree. And I think that this leads us to this question, Marco. What do you foresee as the way the quarterback situation kind of entails this season? Um, Lance, does he get traded? Does he not? But also, how does this quarterback season of quarterback situation unfold? Understanding the national media has heard that Purdy is the leader in the locker room and the guy that teams believe is the starter for the 49ers. I mean, you could be the leader in the locker room, but if you're not healthy, what does that do any good to the team, right? Like, for example, I could be the best teacher in the world, but if I'm never showing up to work and I'm always sick, I'm a terrible teacher because I'm not teaching anyone anything, right? So for Brock Purdy in this instance, he's now, he has no value to the organization until he is fully healthy. As, as bad as that sounds and as sad as that sounds, it's the truth. He's not going to be playing any games until he's fully healthy. We don't know that timeline. Kyle Shanahan says six to eight months. Is it six months? Is it eight months? I, I personally think it's it's on the back end because Kyle Shanahan doesn't go out of his way to tell people or to report on injuries on timelines. If you guys go to every press conference Kyle, Kyle's asked about an injury, he's asked about something, and the next thing you know, Kyle Shanahan goes on and says, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not the medical staff. Go go talk to them. You guys have their contact information. Next next press conference, I'll have that information for you. Right? He never, like, wants to answer those kind of questions. With Brock, it was different. He was like, yeah, a six, eight-month injury. I don't know why John Lynch said he'll be healthy for the start of training camp. Um, That's not what I've heard. He'll start throwing lightly, whatever. But six, eight months. Like, he was firm, like, hey, six, eight months. Six months puts him at week one tripping if he's playing week one like if that's your franchise quarterback if that's the leader in the clubhouse you take care of him badly run organizations say hey we know you just finished rehab we know you started throwing but we're not going to put you in live action yet we're going to let you practice for a couple of weeks full bullets flying everything going before we let you play that's what a great organization would do if they put him on the field Week one, after it gets clear, whatever, without any live reps, that is irresponsible again, okay? So I think what's going to end up happening, and I know you said a complete outlook. I think Trey Lance is given the opportunity in OTA's um, training camp to become the starter. And what I mean by the starter is the week one starter. Um, okay. Because of what they have. I don't think he's traded. Cap space and everything, it doesn't make sense. Financially, it doesn't make sense on what you traded traded up to get him for, go and get go and see what he is. 
Um, I think he has a great training camp. Um, Rohan and I should be there. Um, we'll have a couple more eyes out there too. Jesse Naylor from Last Second Sports has confirmed with me and all of Twitter that he will be there. Um, so that's another set of eyes that I trust and I, I respect. Um, he'll be there. So I think he's going to have a great camp. I think he was the, start, the week one starting position. I think week one, he has a great game. I think week two, he has a great game. I think he continues it, and he doesn't give it back. I think Trey Lance is going to bounce back and become the 49ers starting quarterback. Now you have two starting quarterbacks. They're in great hands, great situation to be in. Now you get to trade one of them eventually. You get to choose. I think that's what's going to happen, Ron. I think that that's fair. And, I mean, overall, for me, I agree with you on the first part in that I do believe Trey – oh, per sources, he'll be at camp. He'll probably bring his bingo card, though. I mean, it's a little early for him. I understand uh, he might have a little trouble getting out of bed. But uh, good to see you there, man. Good to see you there. That'll be a fun one. This but, is crazy. Uh, we got Jesse yeah. from Last Second Sports. Tuning into our show today, man. Make sure you guys go give Jesse a follow at Last Second Sports on YouTube. Puts out some of the greatest content out there. Um, the guy's from Florida, though, so you don't know what he's talking about. Um, he's not in the building per source. So that that's, I don't know, man. Not in the building, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, go, go subscribe to his YouTube. He does great work there. Make sure you unfollow him on Twitter. He does terrible work there. Um, that's kind of what you got to do. But going back to Trey Lance and what uh, kind of the situation about uh, the quarterbacks, to me, I think it's – I agree with you on the first part. He's got the upper hand in the competition right now, two years within the system, and also he's, his traits more favorable than Darnold. I do think that both quarterbacks likely get some one reps, but um, hopefully Trey Lance is fully cleared by the time OTA start to where he can get a majority of the one reps and really build himself on – this offseason. Now, to me, I think it's fully uh, dependent on how he performs in the offseason because that's the main sample size the 49ers are going to get in terms of whether he can be their guy. And then right now, I'd expect him to start week one if he wins the offseason battle. Understanding Brock Purdy probably. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Doesn't come back week one. I, I know a lot of people have floated that five-month timeline. I don't think, like you said, I, I think it'd be irresponsible for him to come in without practicing. Uh, and I also don't think he practices before the six-month timeline. The six to eight months is what Kyle Shanahan alluded to. And so I think Trey Lance begins the year as the starter. Now, whether he finishes it or not depends on both the 49ers and their winning, but also him and his quarterback play. If he can't prove that he can be a quarterback option, a strong quarterback option, the guy that can lead the 49ers deep in the playoffs, I don't know if they stick with him. But if he can prove uh, that he can at least pass with uh, with uh, good accuracy, uh, make passes with good accuracy, and really the main thing is put points on the board because that's what Purdy did so well, 
then I think they stick with him understanding that the magic is working at the moment. So I agree in with everything you said, but I actually like this comment. So it's Gregus Khan saying Purdy to PUP seems likely to me. I know Rohan's constantly said stuff like that, like he possibly like, believes that he could possibly go to IR. Um, I'm not too sure, or PUP and stuff like that. He most likely does end up on PUP until he's ready to come back for training camp and everything like that. Um, I'm not too sure about that. Rohan, you might have a, a more opinionated uh, stance on whether he should be on PUP or not. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, I think we get more clarity in June about his timeline. Um, as for PUP, the first eight weeks, one thing I'll share about that is that Sam Donald's contract has seven games that are active that he is likely to earn, meaning they likely activate him on the active roster for seven games. Now, that could be a hedge on several ways. They could anticipate that a quarterback in general is going to get injured for at least seven games of the year based on how the, the, the years have worked, um, which is likely in the 49ers case, unfortunately, which obviously places Dan, Darnold, my current quarterback three, into the quarterback two mix for at least seven games. But they could also see Purdy joining PUP another hedge, and that would place Darnold available for the 49ers for the first eight games, fulfilling that core, uh, that contract kind of uh, likely to be your incentive. So I think that it's – I don't know if it's likely. I think it's a possibility. To me, the thing that I floated more is IR. Um, I, I think that they might see the first four weeks uh, allow Purdy to build back arm strength because, you know, you talk about that six- to eight-month timeline. The, the only issue with PUP is – that eight-month timeline uh, – sorry, PUP is an eight-week uh, – you're out for eight weeks, and that's right at that eight-month timeline. You are you don't have a choice. You have to wait the entirety of that time. With the four-week IR stint, while you do have to give Purdy a roster spot, you allow yourself to kind of go right in the middle. At that seven At that seven-month timeline, if he's ready, you get to then make a quarterback decision. If he's not ready, you can still – Put, keep him on IR. You can you can play it by ear. It's just that provides you a little more flexibility. That's the way that I think, of course, should Purdy require some time on IR to rebuild that arm strength. That's kind of where I see it. But I can also see PUP. I understand the value. You save a roster spot. And it's also the worst case scenario likely when it comes to Brock Purdy. Again, if you're on Rohan's channel, make sure you come over to Clutch Gene Sports and subscribe. If you're on the Clutch Gene channel, go over to Rohan's personal channel and subscribe to that. Tony's comment is pretty pretty cool because I, I really like this quarterback, DTR. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, good quarterback. Now, I think it's the Niners are interested, um, but I think it's more so them just doing their due diligence on quarterbacks, uh, especially after what, what they got with Brock Purdy. Um, you never go wrong to ever evaluate the quarterbacks. Um, I think they've learned their lesson. Um, I think DTR is – a bigger splash, and I think that would have to be meaning Trey Lance is traded. I don't think Trey Lance is traded. Um, the, the No Border Sports, the description is in the um, uh, description. Both links are there. Uh, go ahead and, and, and click on whichever one you need to click on. They're both there. Um, I think what the end of going to happening is if they draft DTR, so what's going to happen is that means they would have to Put, cut one of them, whether that's Darnold, Trey. Someone's going to be cut. They're not keeping four quarterbacks on the active roster to start the uh, season. Now, I think DTR would get claimed. So that would be a, a, a waste of a draft pick. 
and I love that Cody uh, Rider says it, is Clayton Toon. I really like Clayton Toon. You could probably get him in the sixth round. You could probably stash him on the practice squad because teams are going to have passed on him. You keep him away from from uh, preseason, don't really let him play, stash him on, on practice squad. That'd be the best thing to do. Um, what are your thoughts on DT on the DTR situation, though, Rohan? I think it's similar to me. What I I, I talked about him in a space. I like the player. I think the player is a. Uh, I, I think the player itself is good and, and worth taking a draft pick on, uh, especially if he falls into a day three selection. Understanding the uh, the athleticism, the strong arm, and everything. The question with DTR right now is if with the current situation, if you draft him, are you going to be able to stash him on waivers? And that's the question that I don't know if if that comes true. Because like Marco said, you're not going to carry four quarterbacks. The maximum you carry is three. 49ers are going to carry Purdy. They're going to carry um, Lance, and they're going to carry Donald under their current situation. Now, if Purdy goes on PUP, you could stash DTR for the first eight weeks, but still at some point you expect Purdy to return in 2023, which means you are going to have to cut DTR at some point and put him on the practice squad. I don't know if they're going to be able to pass him through waivers. I think he might be too hot of a commodity. Clayton Tune, on the other hand, is an intriguing name because he's an intriguing prospect. I think he, he, he would fit well with the 49ers, and you could also have the possibility of stashing him on the practice squad. I think the 49ers are going to get a quarterback. I don't know if they'll draft one. They might go in the undrafted pool and try and figure uh, find a name there, understanding it's somewhat of a deeper class. But I do think that they're looking for a quarterback with the intention of ending up to stash them on the practice squad for a year before eventually taking over that place that Sam Darnold currently has when his deal, when his one-year contract expires at the end of the year. No, I 100% agree with you because you have a, a, we can't just – Draft a quarterback so high because you love him, knowing the situation. Unless, unless, are they? I'm gonna ask you this question, Rohan, and everyone in the chat. Oh, no. Let's answer this too. Are the 49ers looking at quarterbacks that are gonna go higher because Brock Purdy is done for the year? To me, here's what I'll say. We've heard a little bit of the talk. To me, uh, when when I saw the. A lot of people were pointing to that Yahoo interview, right, where he said he might not play in 2023. I read the comment, and I think that it was taken out of context initially. And in that he, he said, I'm not sure uh, in that he's taking it day by day. Um, but to me, I don't think they make that big a gamble with such a higher draft pick on something that they won't know. They they, they truly just don't know about what what will happen at the moment, though you anticipate Brock Purdy is going to return, if not at week one or if not week four, at some point right in the season. And so to me, I don't think you take that quarterback gamble if the number one basis on it is Brock Purdy not returning in 2023. Well, I mean, I agree. I wouldn't take the gamble that early on a quarterback if, if it's because Brock Purdy is not going to return this year. Um, but we do know the 49ers have loved to have a, a strong quarterback room and losing Brock Purdy would, would hurt that quarterback room, obviously. So, I mean, they could be seeing this as, Hey, cheap quarterback eventually could trade him or, or another quarterback. If he turns out could be one of those situations. It could also be that they want, like they do want to take advantage of Greece 
uh, Greasy working with quarterbacks and developing them. I don't know. But it's an interesting thing because they've actually met with DTR plenty of times. Had a private Right. Workout. I think it's three top times 30. already. Yeah, top 30 visit, uh, private workouts, senior bowl, um, his pro day, I believe. Like, it's – they've. I mean, the amount of times you meet with the player, it, it says something. It could also mean the Niners are, are bluffing, that they're really not – they really don't like him, and they like another quarterback. Could be that. Um, could be they love Clayton Toon. Could be that they love another quarterback in the draft class. We don't know. Um, I think it. I, I agree. I do think it's smokescreen. I think it's smokescreen for them to see if a team will will go crazy and offer a first rounder for Trey Lance or or hey, you're already interested in DTR. If you, hey, you go get DTR, go do that give us Trey Lance kind of thing. I don't know, but I don't, I don't think it's anything to it. Cool story. Um, but it's the off season stories are always cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, on the, on the quarterback talk about it, I do think it's more so due diligence. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see exactly what happens. Draft is literally just seven days away, but we'll see what happens. I do anticipate them at least looking to draft a quarterback. I think that they could dip into the undrafted pool, but one of those I think will happen. Oh, this is a good question. How do we know the players are not pushing for Purdy to start? Do you believe this is happening in the locker room? Uh, I know that the locker room is an interesting topic because there's been obviously some turmoil within the locker room with some players. Do you think that this could be one of those topics? I think it is. I think the Niners have a locker room that is too clicky for me um, in the sense of, they pick one side or the other, uh, but then they also back up both. So it's kind of like irrelevant for me to even say that. But what I really do think is they love that Brock Purdy came in and just won games. Like that's their biggest thing. If you watch the film, it wasn't the greatest. He's a rookie though. So it's like, all right, what do you expect from a rookie? What is What makes a rookie great? Stuff like that, like going into like the nuances even deeper. I think there are a couple players pushing for Brock Purdy to start. But then I also think there's players that are pushing for Brock, uh, for Trey Lance. So it's, it goes both ways. Um, what are your thoughts on it? I definitely think it goes both ways. I think, I mean, I, I'm not going to necessarily blame players because, uh, it, first of all, I think every, it's in every player's innate nature to want the ball more. And, I mean, different quarterbacks – contribute to different players better and so to me i think that i i don't think that it's kind of out of the realm for um sides pushing for pretty or lance to start and i think I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about it but i i do ultimately think the decision goes more so to kyle shanahan i agree i agree um there are plenty of you in this chat that means Rohan and I, you guys should be subscribed to both channels. Rohan's personal channel and the Clutch Gene Sports channel. I love the questions. Keep tapping them in. We're going to keep answering some of these questions that we got or the comments looking at them. Smoke screen for Clayton Toon. Honestly, I really like Clayton Toon. I've liked him for a while now. Um, good yeah. quarterback. Honestly, his comp for me is crazy because I know for a fact if I see this and if Kyle Shanahan sees the same comp, Kyle Shanahan is going to be like super Google Gaga over him. Uh, Kirk Cousins is who he reminds me of. Like major. Oh, no. 
Super. Oh no, that means Kyle hundred percent is going to draft him. But no, like, I mean Tune would be Tune would be a solid pickup for the practice squad hundred percent. Like I don't even I think he would make the active roster. I, I would keep him over Sam Darnold, bro. Like he's good. Like athlete, he's an athlete. Um, he loves to stand out of the pocket, takes hits, got a strong arm, pretty damn accurate. Kyle Shanahan kind of quarterback. Like to be honest with you, like it's really a Kyle Shanahan kind of quarterback. Um, if we are indeed CJ Gray's in the house, we are indeed a win this year team. We can't trade for we can't trade any of our players that we currently have. That's a good situation. TC in the house. I think all the negative and all the talking going around. This is to motivate Lance and have him on top of his game. And hey, he could be a guy that gets motivated like that. And I did tweet something like that earlier today. If I'm Trey Lance, the way I'm looking at this trade rumor stuff is, hey, there's teams out there that really want me. I'm that guy. I'm that good. Um, I'm a good quarterback in the NFL. Let me prove it to the 49ers that I'm I'm the quarterback that they drafted. Um, some people use it as motivation. Some some people fold. I think he's going to use it as motivation, though. No, I agree. I do agree. And I mean, I think we've only seen positive things out of him this offseason in terms of, you know, what he's been working on. I think that uh, you definitely have uh, I mean, a solid player, and uh, he's going to get his opportunity if he doesn't get traded, and I think that that's a good thing for him. So, yep, Kirk Cousins with athleticism. He, he's I don't I don't know. Like, I really like this game. Um, make sure you guys drop some questions in the chat or go on with whatever you guys want. Question, question, question. Drop question after question after question. We're going to try to answer them. Um, I don't know how much longer you have, Rohan. I think I probably have about another 10 minutes if people got questions. So. Yep, that's good for me. Was Shani stroking the bruised ego of Darnold when he spoke so glowing of him? Was he trying to prop him up and give him some confidence? Uh, I think he was – I think he he, he, he low-key was doing that, you know what I mean? Um, I think it's definitely – well, I think you can't talk necessarily bad about your quarterback. It's not like that was what they were trying to do. Um, I, I think, yeah, uh, it, it's good. Uh, providing him confidence, but also some more public assurance, understanding that he likely came in with the opportunity to to try and win a spot. Some more public assurance that at least that could be a possibility. No, I agree. Like if you when you look at him, he has the tools. Like he has the tools. That's what he was saying. He wasn't saying, "Oh, he's a great quarterback." No, he has tools that we could work with. If we could develop him, we could make him a winning quarterback. That's true. When a quarterback has winning tools, if you develop them, they become winners. Like at Geno Smith. Um, what do you think of because we don't have no more questions coming in until they do come in, but what do you think of the 49ers having a media session on Monday for the pre-draft stuff with just John Lynch and not Kyle Shanahan? What does that tell you? I love it. Because Why? this is definitely going to stir up some comments, you know what I mean? But to me, this tells me, well, Kyle Shanahan right now, he don't want to be answering questions. That's that's kind of what he it tells the media. me. He, 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 Kyle Shanahan's interesting because he's one of the guys who, during this pre-draft meeting on Mondays, sometimes he's like, he either shows up spontaneously or he pulls out spontaneously. He doesn't like answering questions unless there's a reason for him to answer questions, such as a huge trade up or something like that. And so, to me, I think he's in a—he's not in an answering question mode right now. Do you think he shows up like 
randomly? Like, because they've done it before. I don't think so. For this one, I don't think so. Because less excitement, so? less excitement around the draft. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily needed to. Terrible time with the Trey uh, talk that got leaked. And so, to me, I, mean, I think Is it that leaked, though, or is it planned? Leaked planned, like, with the way... I'll ask you that in a minute, but leak planned with the way that it, it, it is, regardless, I don't think it, Kyle Shanahan wants to be answering those questions about Trey Lance. Um, even even though it, it might have been planned, I don't think that he, he wants to sit around understanding that they pick a 99, so a lot of the questions will likely come about situations like that. Instead, let the organizational mouthpiece, John Lynch, go ahead Mouth- and talk about it more so. He said mouthpiece. He didn't even say GM. He said mouthpiece. He is the GM, but he's also a very nice mouthpiece. Bro, you just said the organizational mouthpiece. You didn't even say GM. You said mouthpiece. That's what you think of him? John, you my boy, man. John, you my boy. (laughs) That's funny. You're the one who always says something about John Lynch. I'm the one backing him up. Uh, And now you say and put some respect on his name. I got to give credit where credit is due. He's the GM, bro. Uh, No, but good questions coming in. Uh, we just answered that one. Kyle Shanahan has propped up Trey Lance plenty of times. Talked about his um, how his quarterback uh, style of play, he has the talent and everything. It's just, he does it in a different way. Like it's just weird how he he's does just it. like he's just brutally honest. That's the way yeah. that he talks. With Trey Lance, he has been other quarterbacks. He hasn't. He's pampered them, but it's also because he got Trey Lance at such a young age that he's been like molding him how he wants a quarterback to be. Could be that as well. Do you think they will move up to draft a tackle or a tight end? I think they trade up to get a tackle. Um, I don't think it's a tight end. I think you can stay put um, in, in like the fourth, fifth, sixth round and get a tight end that's very valuable and very good. This tight end draft is very deep. I think there might be a guy that dropped where they like, hey, we need that tight end. That tight end is the missing piece to our, our offense. You could eventually trade up for him. But I think right tackle is definitely the move. I've, I've thought about this question a good amount, and the two positions that I've viewed wasn't tight end, but more so tackle and safety. And in this class, I think that those are the two strongest positions that you can look to draft in the third round, um, or at least early on for the 49ers. But I've narrowed down on tackle. I think that the safety class is deep enough to where there's enough talent for the 49ers uh, to to get a safety in round three. There's a lot of very good safety talent. I'm going to be pretty disappointed if they don't end up getting a safety uh, on that uh, in round three in this class if obviously the opportunity is there, understanding how much talent there is. But I think if you trade up, you've got to trade up for a tackle. That's the one position where there is a bit of a drop-off. Bro, the next, the next comment, man, that I'm about to pull up, it's kind of spicy. All right, let's do it. You'll hear reports about how Kyle and Lynch are divided. I know you've been waiting to talk on this. Go I, ahead. I talked about this in the beginning of the podcast, the beginning of the show. If you missed it, go 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 back later today, tonight, tomorrow. Send it to your best friend, everyone. I got a little spicy a little bit. I got a little upset because it's true. It's As much as people don't want to believe, it's true. John Lynch pushed Jimmy Garoppolo onto Kyle Shanahan. I believe Kyle Shanahan drafted the quarterback he wanted. John Lynch drafted John uh, um, Brock Purdy at the back of the seventh round as a quarterback to come into training camp. 
a quarterback that tested highly on the S2 cognitive score. As a quarterback that he, they were able to scout and say, hey, this is a good enough quarterback to possibly make the roster. Let's take him at the last pick in the draft. That was a John Lynch, maybe a, a Brian Greasy pick, stuff like that. Ends up making the roster doing really well. Now that's John Lynch like, hey, you know, hey, Ian Rappaport, yo, brother, you know. So try to get some, someone to trade for me. I need, I need to get rid of Trey Lance because Brock Purdy is my pick, right? Could be that. Like, I don't know. I don't know how John Lynch talks. I don't know how he rolls or how he goes about his business. But I do know he's a media head. That's what I do know. Okay, so now you can say media head while I say mouthpiece. And you're the one who calls something out. Respect on his name. Uh, but no, I, I mean, there there definitely is. There definitely is some divide. I mean, uh, that's why I think there's a lot about it. I, I definitely think there's a lot about it. And I think the 49ers and uh, John Lynch, we'll see. We'll see where exactly he ends up, uh, <clears throat> how long he ends up staying with the 49ers organization, understanding you've got your GM in the waiting and Adam Peters. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marco pointed out an example, and I mean, there's concrete evidence behind that example in Jimmy Garoppolo where Kyle Shanahan was in mourning the the, the day after, the weeks after. And uh, so I think it's interesting. But on the leak itself, do you think the 49ers did it? Do you think Trey Lance's camp did it? What what do you kind of think about that? All I know is this guy, whoever this is, Greg is Khan. I don't know who it is. I, I don't know, but they're dropping some spicy comments. I think Lynch shut down any leaking by Marate as soon as he got here. That's another spicy comment. Um, but I think it was a, a 49ers. I think it was an organizational leak in the sense of I think the the Trey might have requested like somewhat, not necessarily a trade, but a, hey, if you don't want to let me compete, can you just train me to a team that will let me compete for a starting job? And then that's where John was like, hey, uh, we're going to let you compete, but we'll try to see what we, the best thing we could do for you. I mean, maybe Houston, maybe Tennessee. Maybe they'll give us a first. Maybe they'll trade back from 12 and keep trading back. Maybe they'll give us the, a back end of the first-round draft. If that if we get that, then we'll trade you kind of thing. But I don't think it's – I don't think it's it's anyone. I don't. I think it's more so people speculating. I remember Ian Rapport's also the guy that said – Mac Jones was guaranteed to go pick three. Like, we also got to remember, like, these guys, sometimes it's better to, like, if you look at the NFL right now, the hottest topics in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, that's already died down. Right. No one wants to talk about Lamar Jackson anymore at this point. What's another great topic to talk about? C.J. Stroud recently. C.J. Stroud recently. Obviously, the draft coming up, right? But then if you look at the 49ers organization, it's a great organization to talk about. It's easy to talk about. They always have stuff going on. So that's what I think it was more so, hey, let me dig and dig and dig. Oh, hey, they haven't really liked Trey Lance. You know, they they kind of said some stuff. Hey, they want to trade Trey Lance. Yeah, they do. And it gets all this media attention. It gets fans worked up against each other. That's what they want. They want clicks. They want views. They don't really pay close attention to the 49ers organization. I guarantee you, if someone was to ask Ian Rappaport off the top of his head, 
What is Trey Lance dead cap? If he's traded right now, he would be like, I don't know. So like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really know if he really realizes that it's a hard thing to do and eat a lot of cap space. I don't know. Now I'm going to give him more credit. I, I will. The, the the top heads, that is. Rappaport, Schefter, I understand where they've been wrong, and I'm not going to put them – I'm not going to I'm not gonna, uh, hold that against them every time. But I do think you have to understand where – when they get information, they're getting information from a certain place. There's a but reason it, that that information is coming out. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Whereas when these leaks happen, the information's there, but it's coming out from a certain place. And you can kind of tell based on the the – the language that's being utilized, whether it's the players camp or whether it's the, you know, uh, whether it's the organization's camp. And so to me, once obviously wherever the leak comes is shared, that's when that, that news and that, those clicks start taking place. That's kind of where it really takes off. No, I agree with you. So what if I told you there's people in the organizational front office that aren't like in, in like the loop, with John Lynch, Kyle, Adam Peters, and stuff like that, and Lynch and them fed them for wrong information plenty of times. Knowing who it is, you're in, you're out. Knowing they're going to give it to the media for a reason. Hey, we want to draft Mac Jones. Go tell Adam Schefter, Neen Rappaport. False information. Hey, we're going to trade Trey Lance. Go tell him. Do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, so they're not necessarily they're not getting wrong information. They're getting information that's accurate from that person, but it becomes in, incorrect because they're actually being fed misinformation. So I don't think what they're what they're getting it's accurate. Whatever they're getting is from whoever said it, it. There's some accuracy to it. Correct. So going to the next couple of questions, Rap also said Debo didn't want to play for the 49ers, and it was about money. And then Debo said complete opposite. Said, no, nah, it wasn't about money. It wasn't even about any of that. I just wanted a contract. So, like, see what I'm saying? Like, these guys, like, they be getting the wrong information from the wrong people, and all it takes is to keep – I don't know. 49ers might be an organization that feeds people the wrong information. We'll Trey Lance 12 and draft Anthony Richardson, who Ooh. says no. Uh, Texans. Texans, 100%. I, I would – like go berserk if that happened. Like I would don't know what I would do. Like you literally I would be insane because I'd really I'm lost of words. If that would have happened, I would be lost of words, Rohan. I I'll just say this. I would not mind Anthony Richardson on the 49ers. Now, do I think that they'll do right by his development? No. No, not a chance. But uh I wouldn't mind that experiment. Anthony Richardson's him. a guy who I view highly in this class. Give me him with his elite scores and everything that he has and, and you know his s2 scores are from what i've heard are phenomenal um phenomenal athlete bring me him and, and we'll talk um that'd be interesting i would be I, like i'm saying right now i'm lost of words imagine if they got the 12th pick for a quarterback that they haven't even played and they're supposedly done with it'd be insane you know the best part about this 12 was where they're initially traded up for trey lance Right, like that's, I'm like, whoa! I think got... twelve is also the pick that they got for DeForest Buckner. It's either twelve or thirteen. No, so, I think it was thirteen, and they traded yeah. back to fourteen. So they they like these twelve. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be an interesting, very interesting move. I'd be that would be insane of the Houston Texans. But then, okay, but check this out. So Grant Grant Con made me think, right? And 
people don't like Grant. Great dude. Love what he does. Obviously, he's a, the guy who started everyone to get on Twitter or, or YouTube and, and start doing great content, right? He's the guy who paved the way for a lot of people, content creators. He tweeted out, and this made me start thinking, if the 49ers are down on Trey Lance, when did D'Amico, Ryans, and Bobby Slowick be down on him too? Why would they want to trade him if they're also down on that quarterback? Now, if you're asking my opinion, I don't think either of them would be down on Trey Lance, understanding that this magic all happened when they left, like this recent stuff. And, I mean, last year, he was their guy. He was the starter. I mean, he was unequivocally the starter. And they, they rolled with him. The only reason he got replaced was due to injury. And so, I mean, I don't think a Texans trade's out of the loop, but I, I think it's an interesting thought for sure. But if John Lynch, so like this is what I'm trying to say, is if John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are done with him, right? Like they they don't want him on the roster. Like as some reports are saying, they're they're unimpressed or whatever the case may be. Wouldn't D'Amico and Slowick be unimpressed too? Like they were there. Like when nothing has changed, right? Like. But then now Slowick and D'Amico want to trade for him? Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm confused. Like, if Slowick and Ryan's want to trade for him, then that means the 49ers organization is probably still high on him. That's, oh, I get your point. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because if that case, if that that was the case, like, if they weren't high on him, Slowick and Ryan's wouldn't want him. If they're like, we don't like this quarterback. Hey, they don't want him. We just left from there. Guess what? We know everything about him. We don't want him either. Tennessee, Ron Carthen, Ran. You think Ran wants him if he was there? Like, why would they make a big trade for a quarterback that hasn't played if John, if Kyle Shanahan wasn't impressed with him? Right? Like, that's yeah. where I'm like, doesn't make sense. If those are and those are the two top teams that are surrounding their names around him, right? I don't know, man. It sounds like they actually Kyle Shanahan actually does like him, and those those coaching staffs and those that GM know that he does, and they're trying to get him from them. That's what I I I might be digging too much. It might be conspiracy theory a little too much. I don't know, but it doesn't make sense. For example, Ron, if I told you. Okay, if I had a nice car, right, and I'll put it in, in like a, in the sense of a car. If I had a car, and I'm like, damn, Ron, I hate my car, bro. Can't stand my car. Doesn't work. Doesn't make sense. You know, I'm tired of this car. Gives me no miles per gallon. But then, hey, Ron, do you want my car? What are you gonna say? Hell no, I don't want that car. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what I don't get. Why is the national media all of a sudden saying those two organizations want them? If the 49ers don't want him, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, national media, national media. That's always going to be a fun one, especially during uh, this season, right right before the draft. I mean, this is right when we heard, you know, Mac Jones is a guarantee and things like that. Do you? And last question before we get out of here, because I know you got probably homework to go do or something to do, because you're always a bigger, one of the busiest guys I know. Um, Matt Mayoko, right after that Ian Rappaport came out, he shut it down. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. Why? Because, and the funny thing, I said mouthpiece earlier. A lot of people, for some reason, like 
pointing out, oh, Mayoko, he's the team mouthpiece. He's the team mouthpiece. And a lot of people like downgrade him like that. But that's the, the most plugged-in beat writer, right? And he's the guy who's immediately shutting it down. The one time other that I've heard, seen a guy like Mayoko immediately shut things down, this happened um, – I forget exactly what it was, but there was something. There was some news where the entirety of the national media shut things down. It was last year or the year before, and uh, Mayoko was the one who led the charge. Uh, was it the Debo? Was it the Debo trade? Might have been something about Debo. Yeah, uh, being unequivocally false or something like that. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, when Mayoko shuts it down, gives you a little bit of more clarity. I mean, that when he turned it down right away, I'm like, whoa, Mayoko doesn't turn things down like that right away. Normally, right. he has information. He's like, yeah, you know what? This is what's happening. Uh, Barrows also has said he thinks Trey's going to be quarterback. Trey's going to start, yeah. Like, trust me, guys. Believe the – I think the beat reporters, the, the those guys, I think they have a, a closer touch to the organization right now than, than the national media guys. And I think it's because – they're more tapped in. They talk to the players. They talk to coaches. They talk to Kyle. Talk to John. They get all this information, and they're able to make up their own opinion from what everything they got. Obviously, the reports. They're able to put things together. They do their their research, and I think they have a better grip on what's going on. And it's funny because the moment it was like turned down, I was like, Mayoko doesn't do that right away. Like. He doesn't like to turn people down like that immediately. And he did it was within an hour, an article was out. Like, nope. And it like is that the 49ers PR saying, hey, no, you better hey, put something out because that's not true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Appreciate every single one of you guys. Make sure you guys are all subscribed to both channels, Cut Gene Sports. Rohan's personal channel. Make sure you guys hit the like uh, like buttons on both of them. Hit the notification bell because when we go live, you don't want to miss it. Rohan and I are, balance each other out. I get hot head. I get hot headed. I get up there. Rohan's always smooth and chill. Um, appreciate you, Rohan, for for jumping on with me like always, brother. You're muted. There we go. It's always been a fun time, and you know we always chalk shop, have a good time talking it through. Appreciate you. And I mean, drafts in a week. We're going to have a fun week heading into the draft. And then obviously draft content comes out right after that. Where yes, sir. 49ers have 11 selections. So we'll see how many they end up taking. Yes, sir. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Y'all have a blessed day, night. Go Warriors. Hopefully they don't go down 3-0. I believe they're getting their first dub. Man, we'll Play see. Up. We'll see. Are you a Kings fan or a Warriors fan, Ron? No, no, no. We'll I'm, I'm, I'm from Warriors. Uh, I, I'm from the Bay Area. I ain't never been to a Kings game. Um, but uh, we'll see, man, because I think the Warriors have a shot. I think they got a good shot tonight at I, home. So it's crazy. So you know how – and this is going completely – now this for me and you to stay on. I'm just not going to hit end because this is a good conversation. So you know how John Morant's Grizzlies play better without John Morant? Yeah. The Warriors play – I think they're going to play better without Draymond. And the reason is is – Less turnovers, less mayhem. They're gonna they're gonna allow Kevon Looney to and Steph to pick and roll, pull out Sabonis. Um, Sabonis is gonna have to come out, guard Steph on a pick and roll. If you're not if you're you're too dropped, Trace pulling it um, in that situation. 
Um, if not, if you want, if you want to come up, he's gonna drive by you. He doesn't have great feet. You're gonna have Clay in the corner. You're gonna have Kuminga in the dunker spot, and you'll probably have Dante at, or, or Andrew Wiggins there too. I would pick and roll them to death. Um, when they pick and roll them in game two, it worked. Um, the issue was is they had 40 turnovers. You're never gonna win a basketball game with 40 turnovers. Take care of the ball. You're at home. Um, Jordan Poole will probably play better because he's at home. Uh, Jonathan Kuminga should be starting probably. That's my guess. He'll be comfortable because he's at home. Warriors will get a dub. They will. Yeah, and one thing De'Aaron Fox said was uh, role players. They play especially better at home. That's uh, something the Warriors will definitely need today. And don't get me wrong. The Kings are legit. They're the best road team in the NBA. So 100%. Yeah. Going to go get a drink. Go watch the game. Enjoy it. Everyone, stay safe. If you're drinking and you're watching the game, make sure you get an Uber. Drive safe, everyone. Everyone have a great rest of your guys' night. Thank you guys for tuning in. See y'all later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.